So Stall Warning, I'm your host, Ponchito Ojeda. Alongside me is John Murray, NorCal director. And the music continues. <laughs> Burn, baby. There we go. It's off now. It's off. One Let's take. Hey, we're still going. We're rolling with this one. It's live. We're not changing it. A uh, little intro, a little fiasco. That's what happens when you're you're off for a few weeks. You make mistakes like that. So Rust. I was in the basement last week just chilling. No, I'm kidding. That's just a reference to an old Jim Rome uh, thing. Whenever we went on vacation, he said he went to the basement. So, you Rome listeners, old. yeah, old that's, school. That's an old, old reference. I know Jim Rome, but I did not watch the show. No, no, radio. This is old radio. Not radio show. Oof. Yeah, this is way back in the day, back when radio was a thing. Uh, you know, I walk up to the, I walk to school uphill both ways. You know, I say I'm that old. Yeah, you listen to the radio. <laughs> how is uh, how is California? California's good. I mean, what's there to complain about? I mean, it's been 70 and sunny in all of March to play lacrosse, and it's been awesome. Uh, season's going to be starting up real soon. Trying to figure out what kind of season we're going to have, but just excited to play. Good, good. Well, I appreciate you not uh, blowing up my, my phone last night and letting me watch that game. I actually fell asleep. I was good. I was good. I was going to sleep, man. I fell asleep at like, I don't know, it was like fourth quarter. I was like watching, like trying. I had like freaking toothpicks in my eyelids trying to hold them open. I watched the uh, final final five minutes or so plus the overtime this morning. And uh, what a finish. What a finish. What would you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I don't – I walked away. It was like – I think the Duke-Syracuse game was a lot better from at least like watching – um, that wasn't saying that this game wasn't awesome. You just didn't have like a lot of the ridiculous plays that that Duke Syracuse game had last week. Um, but I was, I think, like from like a standpoint as far as like, I think these are the two top teams in the country. Uh, I, I, I think there's a little bit of margin. I think they separated themselves a little bit. I think they're one A, one B, and then there's a clear like two, three, four. Um, with these two teams, but it was just awesome to see like UNC's game plan. I thought like Bresci did like a great job, like scheming against Duke and like taking Sowers out of the play as much as you can take Sowers out. And like the way they were riding and everything. And that he had that, the best timeout of the year so far when he got that timeout off that face off that was going out of bounds. Oh, so that, was, was, that was interesting. Yeah. I thought, I thought he played, I thought it was like a well-coached game and, uh, it was cool to see Duke try to figure out like how to get offense without Sowers. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I thought it was interesting that they chose to lock Sowers off um, and basically shut off that X pass on on dodges that Duke likes mm-hmm. to bang it through, either bang it through the backside or dodge off of that that pass. Um, and that's what they've done in other games. I thought that was an interesting maneuver by them. It took Duke a little while to kind of figure it out, but I I also think that. Duke proved that you can't short stick an attackman. Yeah, like did they forget Joe Robertson was like a fifty goal scorer as a sophomore in the ACC? Yeah, but he was an off ball player. He's always been an off ball player. So I yeah. think they felt you could short stick him like like everyone short sticks Chase Scanlon, but 
Um, You know, Robertson proves that that's a problem. You can't do that to him. Uh Um, I thought it was interesting to see that O'Neill finished with two goals, but he was relatively quiet most of the game. Yeah, Um, him and Montgomery, I thought, were kind of passive. Like, I want to see them – I want to see Brendan O'Neill dodge, like, once. Like, just go to the cage. You are the largest human being on the field. Go to the cage. (laughs) He's a big – he's a big man. He's a and like the Kai Montgomery, like I, he didn't really dodge. Like a lot of their midi offense was Caputo, or they got Riley Walsh in there going down the alley. And I thought, I thought Walsh was getting a step on his guy. Not really, didn't really amount to anything. Uh, but like he was, he was getting some looks. But I want, I think Nakai Montgomery is the best midi on that team. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing was just Duke's defense was was why they won that game. I mean. I thought that mm-hmm. their offense was fine, but goaltending, goaltending, it was well. It was like, a great no, yeah, goaltending. Like Adler and Creek looked like great in between <laughs> yeah. the pipes, but yeah. I mean, you expect that of high level goalies, and they're both high level goalies. Mm-hmm. So I more think just the defense overall from Duke was outstanding. I mean, they, they essentially limited UNC's offense uh, to I don't know, it was like three goals over the last twenty minutes or something. Yeah, you know, and and that was huge. You know, that was a big reason why they did so well. And I don't know. It seems to me that could be a problem for UNC, right? Going forward, Duke seemed to figure out how to slow them down, and mm-hmm. you know, UNC was not able to figure out how to slow Duke down, right? Because Duke started slow and finished strong. You know, so I, I actually thought at halftime I was a little bit worried Duke wouldn't be able to hang. I thought UNC might be able to separate, you know, and they didn't. So it was a good game. It's a good game. So, one of the best games of the year. I enjoyed that one more than the Duke-Syracuse game because the Syracuse game was such a long comeback. Yeah, I, li- I, I liked it. You want to roll into that right away? The, sure. The Duke-Syracuse game? Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Like, I thought, like, I'm I'm glad from a viewer standpoint, Syracuse didn't face guard Sowers because getting to see him just tear up that poor D3 transfer <laughs> behind was just – Oh man, but yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't be on the field with them. No, it was bad. Yeah, but Duke won that game for a couple of reasons. They dominated the base off dot. Really, was a big one. And then uh-huh. their ball movement was in, very good during that game. In fact, um, they jumped out such a lead because of that. And then obviously the the Q's couldn't defend Sowers. I don't think shutting off would have been a good thing for Q's because I think it worked for UNC because Macri can hang with Sowers to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's not going to get toasted. Without the ball. Right, with or without the ball, you know. Um, Macri actually proved to be pretty good, pretty good cover on, on Sowers. I was kind of impressed. No, yeah, there wasn't any, like – there was nothing what he did to that Syracuse defender last night on the highlight reels. Um, like, he was getting beat, but it was, like, you know, it was the best way to get beat. Like, the defense was able to slide – they knew it was coming, but uh, are we living in a different world if uh, if he hits that shot, if Rafus hits that shot at the end, that backhand finish? Like, I thought that I was screaming. I thought it went in when I first saw it, when I was watching it live. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think Hughes is – I think Hughes just needs to win a couple more face-offs, and that game's much closer. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I was I, talking – I was super impressed with Rafus in that game, like – I was talking with my brothers about it, and I was like, I don't think he's the most talented guy in Syracuse. I don't think he's the most athletic. I don't think he's their best player, but he's he's their alpha out there. 
Like he's he's the boss on that team, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know about that. He might be the fastest guy on that team. He's pretty fast. Really? Pretty good player. It's pretty good. I think like Dornovic is is the most like dynamic athlete on that team. Yeah, but he's a mini. So I mean Yeah. Oh he's... oh Ravis is like yeah, he's the best attackman there. But I feel like all this talk is on their middies, but I thought like walking away from that game, I was like, Ravis is a baller. After that way, I think if, if Dornovic was that good, they wouldn't run mm-hmm. two midfield lines. They'd run one or one and a half and run Dornovic every time or every other time. More than every yeah. other time, I should say. I in, thought in they opinion. were – it was it was weird when they had that like eight-minute stretch without the first-line middies being on the field. I was like, I would have them on. But the second-line middies were doing better. Yeah. So I think they were just running the hot hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. do you think it's – how do you think? How big do you think that face-off violation in that second was that? Like, did that decide the game? I mean, I think they have to be better in the face-off dot. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't lose the face-off disparity as large as it was, which I think Syracuse won like seven of thirty or something, or ten of thirty. You just can't yeah. do that and be competitive. You have to be at forty percent. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to get there, no matter what. I mean that's just true at every in every game. I feel like, so uh, it's just me. I, I mean, I, some people might say it doesn't matter. You know, goaltending can make up for that, and Drake Porter certainly played very well. But I don't know. I mean, do you want to give Duke's offense a guaranteed thirty to thirty-five possessions? Not really. No, I, <laughs> I mean, don't want to give them any. <laughs> yeah, you want to make them earn half of those through a clear. Yeah. So, just my opinion. Um, well, let's talk about UVA Notre Dame. Speaking of faceoffs, um, what did you think of this game? So I was able to catch the first half of this game. Um, I wasn't able to watch the finals, uh, but I thought it was good. It, like uh, it was nice to see Notre Dame actually play someone. You know they've they've had a little bit of a what are you, what are you saying? Easy easy warm up games. Um, That's not easy. We scored three goals in Notre Dame. It was big. Yeah, three big best best three goals. <laughs> Those are the best three goals Mark had scored that whole game. That's right, they were best three. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. I mean, I was I was pumped to see um, Docs finally show up in a big game. Um, so if he can get back and start putting up numbers, I think UVA is going to look a lot better. Um, but what, what were your thoughts? Were you able to watch any of this game? Yeah, I watched the first half as well. I did not see the second half. You know, I thought Notre Dame sort of stood toe-to-toe with um, UVA, which was good to show that they can hang with the big boys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Notre Dame might be the best team in the ACC, though. They have the best goalie. Or, you know, arguably, but he's up there. There's a lot of good goalies in the ACC. They are good. I mean, I think all of them are good. But I think he's the best. And I also think that uh, Kyle Gallagher – is definitely the best face-up guy. I think the thing about Notre Dame is they they just can't score. I don't, why can they never score? I do not understand this. Yeah, I don't know if I trust their attack in these big games. Yeah, I, like, I think I, their middies. I think their middies are pretty good, but well, I just don't whatever know. Whatever they're like, doing, from, whatever they're doing, they are not scoring at a rate that they need to score at. Yeah, I, I made a note here. That's, that's Notre Dame, right? Yeah, it's true they can get sours. They could have really used someone like him to just orchestrate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Kavanaugh kid. 
I like the and not that that also doesn't apply to every other school in Division One that they should have got. They would have been better off with Sowers. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure Syracuse would have been. To be honest, yeah. I think Rafus is playing great back there, quarterback in the offense. Mm. I think Sowers might have made things hard. I actually don't know that Duke is operating as great as they could be. I mean, there's a bunch of really good players sitting on the bench. Like they oh, might yeah. be even more team oriented, but I, you know, that's new here, there. But I, Notre Dame just doesn't have that. The Dodger, they don't have any Dodgers. Jack of is okay. Quinn McCann's okay. I just don't think they can win their matchups consistently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they only have like one, like Kavanaugh's, so they're only dodging attackmen, too. Well, you can be MIDI oriented. You just have to have MIDI's that can actually get slides. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think Notre Dame is the most balanced team. I think their defense is great. Their goalie is great. Their faceoff guy is great. Yeah, they just need to figure out how to get to 13 goals. If they score 13, they win. Right, and I, and I think they will. I, I I think Notre Dame could be the team that runs the table. I could also see them be the team that loses all the ACC games. I well, won. how many how many ACC teams are going to get into the tournament at the end of the year? I mean, all of them should. All of them all, should. I, they're, they're I'm all really good. totally uh, like sign me up, but. Are they? Is there is there that many at large bids that they can well, get in? Well, I think you have to be over five hundred, so someone's not going to get in because they're probably not going to be over five hundred. That's a, that's tough. But I mean, Duke and UNC are in. Uh, I don't see how Q's isn't in. UVA is going to end up being in because they're win over Army. So <laughs> so yeah, Notre Dame. So Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got to run the table. Well, I don't think it's run the table. They have to win some of those games. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the Big Ten real quick and then we'll we'll pick our games. Um let's talk about Rutgers Maryland. Uh you know I, I just made a Rutgers good, just not there. What'd you think? Yeah, I think I, I so did you watch the game? I watched some of it, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's I think it was like a repeat of the first game where like Rutgers is like firing on all c- cylinders. Like they're playing as good as they I think could possibly play as a team. And they are barely hanging in there with Maryland. You yeah. know, it's like Maryland's like, okay, like nice little run you have on. We're going to go on a 5-0 run right now. And kind of yeah, put this Ma- Maryland's very talented. This uh, year. Like, I think, you know, Rutgers has to do some thought if they're, if they're ever going to beat Maryland or these top teams. I think like the announcers were talking about their, their big players just have to step up. Like you got to see more of Hurst kind of demanding more like he can't he's got to run through that slide at some point and not just move the ball um because nothing's going to happen if he doesn't make something happen um but uh, unless you get like a monumental effort from him like i don't see Rutgers beating a top team which is tough like i think they're good they're good i think they're clearly the second best team in the big 10 but maryland established a pretty big gap that Rutgers is not a legitimate contender no, we'll see. They get one more crack uh, at you know the turfs and uh, in the Big Ten tournament. So yeah, you know, I mean it's can... tough to beat a team three times. Yeah, I mean I don't really buy that because I feel like every team who plays someone three times wins. Whenever I hear that, but you know, regardless, I still think that they can sort of prove their point by then. You know, and that's when they play their best lacrosse anyways. So mm-hmm. I think they need to do a little bit better at the faceoff dot. I think they have to dial back the NASCAR style that they play. I think it's um, – I like it, but it's it's just you can't have that many turnovers like a team, like a team against Maryland. You know, it's just too yeah. – they're too good. 
So you gotta find ways. They're to too work clean those. too. Like Maryland doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't play that fast. Like no, no. I think uh, you know everyone got excited about the fast play with with Lars Tiffany and Brown, and like so I uh-huh. kind of started following that process. But if you look at the best teams, even UVA last year, like they play fast, but they don't play uncontrollably fast. Even Carolina yeah, a few times. Yeah, Carolina a few times last night. Like they created some turnovers and, and whatnot. And I was like, great. But then they would just give it right back on this like ridiculous play, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I like that. It's fun, it's entertaining, but it's not. It's probably not the most efficient way to win games. Yeah, it's very tough to win little big games right. like that. Right. You know, like you can you can beat your non-ACC teams playing that well, right. or you can beat your lower level Big Ten teams. But like when you play Maryland, like every possession counts. Like you have to either score or make them clear the ball so you could ride it. Yeah. I think the, uh, you know, I mean, UNC style of play stood out last night with with the first quarter because Duke's clearly struggled with their style. So, like, I think there's reasons to use it. You just have to be – you have to be clean on the offensive end of it. So, you have to generate shots that – consistent shots that are forced saves. And don't get me wrong, last night Adler had some of those. So, like, you know, some of those fall on their goals, and you know, it's a different conversation we're having today. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, then it just becomes – it's more magnified. So, anyways, let's move on. Let's pick some games, baby. All right, so we got Q's, Q's Notre Dame first. What do you got? Yeah. Well, I, I have Q's walking away with this. I just feel like um, they're going to rebound. I feel like they probably feel they got robbed against that Duke game. Um, and I think, I, I don't know. I just, until I see Notre Dame's offense really put it together, I don't trust them in the ACC. Like they got to score goals. Um, I think they, they can, I'm not saying like, I think Syracuse is probably one of the weaker defenses in the ACC. Um, so this is their chance. Uh, but I'm liking Cuse in this game. Yeah. I think this is the ultimate bad matchup for Syracuse coming off a loss. Notre Dame's coming off a loss. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to come back hungrier, and I think they're going to this dominate is, the face-off. Dot. Is this in the dome? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I think, I think it's in Syracuse. Even better. Uh, I think that it's a, it's a it's a it's all those things are coming together for bad for for Cuse because it is in the dome. Yeah, yeah, it's in the dome because they're gonna. Notre Dame's going to win all the faceoffs. They're going to play really good defense, and I think Notre Dame's just going to grind them into the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're going to walk away with this one, 13-12. So I I also think Syracuse defense, as you pointed out, is the weakest one. I think it's one of those get-right games for Notre Dame in terms of their offense yeah. feeling comfortable. Let's move to the Big Ten. Actually, we're going to do this in a different order. Let's do the Patriot League next. So let's go Patriot Patriot League here. Let's go Lehigh right. versus Army. This is a big game. Yeah, this is tough. Like, both teams, uh, we haven't seen Army in a little bit. Like, they they had that big win against Syracuse, and then they played, like, nobody. Well, they went – they, they, they had a COVID protocol, and then they just played Holy yeah. Cross, and they pounded them into the ground. Yeah, so, like, what, what Army are we going to see? Because Lehigh has been pumping people. Um, yeah. So, I – I mean, I, I think it's going to be close. I like. I think I've, Army has the 
the top end talent, I think, to pull away from it. But oh man, this is—I think this is a close one. Yeah, you I think this is this is going to determine uh, Patriot League champ right here. I think this is probably the two best teams in the Patriot League, but I could see Loyola or Navy or someone coming in and beating one of them in the in the semis. But I think yeah, Loyola had a bad loss, to Towson. They did. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think Lehigh's going to dominate the dot again, but I think Army's uh, Army's a grinder, and I think they're a legit team. I think they're, like I said, they're my sneak uh, dark horse for Final Four weekend, and yeah. I think they're going to win this game 13-10. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think it'll be close for a while, and then they'll walk away with a little bit of lead. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Navy Loyola. I got. Yeah, this is another. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this one's another tough one, just because like Loyola, like bad loss. That's, I mean, they they come off just destroying Bucknell and follow that up with only scoring six goals and a loss against Towson. Um, right. That's it's tough. Um, Navy is also tough to get a read on. Um, haven't seen much from them. They played three games this year. You know, they played Mount St. Mary's, Jacksonville, and Bucknell. They've won all of them. Uh, but Loyola is definitely the best team we've seen so far. So I, I'm i picking Loyola 12-9, but I, I don't know. <laughs> if it's Loyola that showed up against um, Towson, they can, they can lose that game. I think Loyola will bounce back. I think they're probably going to win the game. I don't know how close it'll be. Um, I think Navy's probably uh, a couple games away from being high level. So I think they'll, you know, this will be a good learning game for them. Um, I also think Savio is going to do well at the dot for uh, for Loyola, and that will be good. And I like Lindley's leadership. I think he'll be a strong leader and, you know, really push um, – Loyola to score some goals this, this game. Let's move on to the Big Ten. Let's talk Maryland, Penn State. Uh, I'm just going to say this one. I think Maryland's going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think Maryland's going to win by uh, by one, 15-14. I think Penn State has – I think their loss to Michigan was like this such a low for them that they bounced back and they got a win last week um, against Hopkins, and I think that was big. And so now I, I think they're going to ride that into a, a competitive game against Maryland. You know, the Maryland game, the first time they played was pretty close up until the end. And, you know, later on, Maryland pulled away and it being a six-goal win, which isn't that close, but it was, it was close for a while. I think I think Penn State might be might be closer. And I think Arceri bounces back, has a good day to dot. But I'm taking the Terps. I am not. <laughs> I think, again, it's Maryland – a huge cliff, Rutgers, and then another cliff, everyone else in the Big Ten. Uh, and unfortunately, Penn State's at the bottom down there with your Michigan and John Hopkins at the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, I think it's not close. I think Maryland wins big 18-10. to 10. All right, let's move on. Let's go Rutgers-Ohio State. Um, Ohio State is not a great team this year. I think they have some great players. I love what Coach Myers is doing. For whatever reason, it's just not clicking in perfectly this year. Um, I don't foresee them giving Rutgers any sort of issue. Um, I'll take the Scarlet Knights 17-12. Yeah, I'm, I'm again thinking this is probably going to be a little high scoring. Um, you know, Rutgers really took it to Ohio State the first time. What was it, 22-12? Yeah, 22-12. Um, so, 
I mean, Ohio, if you're Ohio State, you really got to slow this game down. Like Rutgers was scoring on fast breaks, slow breaks, all kinds of transition. They were just constantly attacking the net. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a repeat. I mean, I haven't seen enough from uh, um, Ohio State to pick them in this. All right, let's wrap it up with Michigan Hopkins. Uh, you know, I look, in my opinion, this game shouldn't be close. Uh, you know, Hopkins is a team that is, um, you know, supposedly right there. They're supposedly right on the edge of being really good. And, uh, you know, that's why I keep saying. And so I think that if that's the case, then they should win this game 12 to eight uh, without any problem. Yep. You're st- you're, you muted yourself, John. You got to unmute your, unmute your mic. We're just killing our podcast. I don't know how I muted. I didn't hit mute. Um, again, one take. One take today. We're going with um, this one. Yeah, I think, I think Hopkins is going to win this game again. Michigan got their one win of the year. Like, congratulations. Um, I don't think they're going to win another. Uh, we'll see. I think Hopkins is tough. Like, they looked awful in the beginning, and then they've had a little – here and there of looking pretty good. And I don't think we've seen four quarters of good Hopkins lacrosse yet. No, we haven't. I, I, I think Hopkins might put it together for this game. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm picking Hopkins 12, eight. I, yeah. Michigan's just not there yet. I mean, I, I don't know, like maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I, I just don't think they're there yet. So um, awesome, man. It was fun talking lacrosse again. It's been too long. You know, we'll do this again yeah. next week. Uh, you know, any last thoughts before we uh, let this thing go? No, just like a lot of good games. Like I'm, I'm so happy ACCs and league play now. Like I've I've loved every single ACC game so far. Like they've been, it's been must watch lacrosse. Um, so just super excited about that. Yeah, it's good. It's good, and it's Easter weekend. So hopefully everyone's getting an extra. Um, hopefully everyone's getting an extra few minutes of, of family time and uh, a few extra minutes to watch some lacrosse. So uh, for for John. And for myself, you know, we are uh, heading out, enjoying Easter together. Have a great weekend. Peace out.